Blog Talk Radio. It's your turn. Well, listen, I know that Charlie's interested in talking about 2024 and Joe Biden, but I just want to make things very, very clear. The only worn-out old donkey I'm looking to put out to pasture is Charlie Tripp. A year and a half after January 6th, a date much in the news right now, it's interesting that even the most basic questions about what actually happened that day remain mysteriously unanswered. First and most obviously, if you've seen the tape, why did law enforcement open the doors of the building and let protesters walk right into the Capitol? That's bizarre behavior, no matter what they say. So why did it happen? And then once it did happen, why did authorities lie to the country for months and tell us that Officer Brian Sicknick had been murdered by the mob when, in fact, the medical examiner determined that he died of a stroke hours later? Just tonight on CBS News, we were informed just a moment ago, as Nora O'Donnell stared on like it was true, that five police officers were murdered by the mob on January 6th. Good evening. I'm Diana. Russ, are you there? Yes, I'm right here, Diana. Yay, good. I was playing around with the switchboard for a little bit, trying to find some music. They got some neat little things in there, quacking ducks. And I always like to play around. There's like so many different clicks. So 
and eventually, eventually you'll learn that too. So I want to welcome you to the show as my new co-host. This is so exciting because somebody totally like-minded, especially that talks about the chemtrails, because we all know that it's hard to find somebody like-minded like that, that actually believes in them and doesn't have to be educated. I love that. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're getting hit, we're getting hit so hard right now. It's just crazy. But it, yeah, I, I uh, oh very very familiar. So with it. Very familiar with it. Yeah, and you know, I try to post pictures of those. And in fact, for people that are tuning in um, on our Facebook page, I'll probably post some uh, pictures of ones that I saw going on today, and um, really really bad, really bad today. Disgusting and. I tagged you in a couple of posts, actually, on Facebook of a couple of other friends of mine that are pretty heavily involved in that, too, so maybe you'll be able to talk to, to him at some point. But I just want you, to, I want you to take a second because our guest hasn't called in yet. So take a second and introduce yourself uh, to the listeners. Yeah, absolutely. My name is Russ Tanner. I founded GlobalSkyWatch.com. I learned about chemtrails uh, in uh 2005 because I smell them and taste them and uh, they started hitting us in 2005 in Jamestown, New York, which is where I live, which I guess isn't, uh, is, uh, is in the great state of New York. Anyway, um, uh, so I ended up having a long life of learning about the way the world works. I had poisoning from my amalgam fillings. Took me a few years to figure out, five years to figure out what was wrong with me. And then when I found out, three weeks later, my amalgams were safely removed and my life changed forever. Then uh, four and a half years later, we started getting sprayed with chemtrails. And I smelled them and tasted them since that day to this very day. And right here, as I breathe the air this day, it is so bad. And I see people suffering. Most people don't smell and taste them. Some do. I know a lot of people do online, especially. Uh, but even mm-hmm. people who don't, they suffer. So that's uh, that's where I'm coming from. I, I definitely do. I you know, and but I'm pretty sensitive to all that kind of stuff. Uh, being you know a Lyme disease patient, and then going uh, through years and years of alternative treatment, and then you know just learning and getting educated, and you know going on to school for those kinds of things. I think the more clean you are, and the more you're into those kinds of things, the more you notice it. You know, because I'm pretty sure that you and I are the type that are not going to McDonald's to eat and poisoning our bodies. So, you know, I mean, even for me, no. not just the chemtrails, but when I take something in that my body doesn't agree with, I mean, I know almost instantaneously. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm I'm very sensitive to things, and I learned a lot over the years because the company that I found, co-founded with my business partner uh, does herbal and nutritional research, and we have since uh, we founded 1997. We actually were doing it long before that, but that's when we founded the company. And we learned all kinds of cool things about the, like the catecholomethyltransferase. Why do you feel anxious? Why can't you sleep at night? Um, uh, you know, chemtrails, how do they affect it? Mercury, why are autistic kids uh, hyper a lot of times? And that has to do with their inability to break down adrenaline and dopamine and uh, norepinephrine. And so it's been because I was a sensitive person. By the way, sensitive smell, most people don't know that. Very few people know this, in fact. But a study shows that people who had stressful childhoods or have been exposed to high levels of cortisol for periods of time are those who develop hypersensitive senses of smell and taste. And I'm one of those. So <laughs> uh, yep. stressful life. You need both. 
you and me both, that could be a topic for another show that we could do, to be honest with you, because it, it very much is true. And you were saying about it being so sensitive to uh, certain things. I think, you know, the MTHFR gene has a lot to do with that, too. You know, people don't methylate properly. And, it, and I, I think there's, what, maybe 40 or 50% of the population that actually have MTHFR, and they, they don't even know it. You know, when, when I yeah, went up for all that genetic testing... I, yeah, when I went for the genetic testing and I found that out, you know, I was able to change a lot of my supplements around and a lot of things that I was doing, uh, knowing that, you know, I can't methylate properly. Yeah, absolutely. I did the same thing with uh, COMT. It's called methotransferase test. And this affects uh, 80% of Americans, actually, statistically. 30% are dramatically affected. And it's the inability to break down adrenaline and the other catecholamines, things that make you hyper. And uh, they can, mm-hmm. this can be accentuated. Uh, you know, th- these are particularly sensitive people. And the problem is mercury actually stops the COMT molecule, the cap- the, that molecule that breaks this stuff down, from being produced. So mercury, mm-hmm. by definition, makes you hyper, raises your adrenaline. And, and mercury has been found in chemtrails. So everybody's being exposed. So here we go, you know. It all ties yeah. together. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're going to have a lot of listeners because there's a lot of people that are interested in the chemtrails, um, you know, and I get private messages a lot all day long, like, what can we do about this? And, you know, so, you know, we don't have to obviously talk about it all tonight. You know, that's not the point of this show, but uh, definitely something that, you know, probably will be brought up every show. And you were talking about the mercury. I mean, think of the amount of mercury that they put in these vaccines, right? And these kids are having 72 vaccines by the time they're 18, and, you know, they're filled with mercury. You know, we all know that these heavy metals deposit into the brain. And, you know, you have the elderly that are going for flu shots, and there's mercury and aluminum in these flu shots. And people do not seem to make the connection that Alzheimer's um, really is heavy metal poisoning for all intents and purposes. Well, yeah, I mean, there's no debate about it. I mean, Dr. Boyd Haley actually discovered all doctors today know that the APOE genotype this is about your 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 lipid uh, carrying system in your body, your apolipo. APOE3 are the ones who are at highest risk for Alzheimer's. Well, what makes APOE3 different than the other genotypes for for the the lipo, uh, uh, the apolipo proteins? What makes them different mm-hmm. is the APOE3s can't detox mercury from the fat system. That is the thing that sets them apart. This is what Dr. Haley, mm-hmm. this, one of the things he discovered, and and uh, and you know what the, what the National Institutes of Health did after he did that is they shut down all, and I'm not making this up. This is right from his own mouth. You can see him in the interviews. They actually shut down all mercury funding for the NIH after Boyd Haley made a couple of wonderful, amazing discoveries about the connection with Alzheimer's and with autism. Isn't that interesting? Oh, boy. Yeah, I, I totally believe it, and there's a lot of studies out there that try to hide from us. So I, I kind of want to get into it because I, I know our guest is waiting, um, and I did fill him in that we kind of do an update on current events before uh, you know we bring him on. So uh, obviously the big talk of what's going on right now is what's going on in Israel and in Hamas, you know, and that's just kind of one big disaster going on. And, and you know, it's, it's almost this is almost a tough one for me. And I follow all of this stuff all day long. And, you know, following it on Telegram, it's getting a little bit overwhelming, and it's getting a little bit hard to keep all the facts straight. But 
you know, I don't ever trust the mainstream media, which, thank God, that's a good thing. But, uh, you know, even it's, it's hard, getting hard to distinguish, you know, what's really going on over there. But it, if it continues, I'm afraid we are going to be in World War III faster than, you know, most people can sneeze. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, that's the point. That's what this is all about. In my, I mean, I have a very conspiratorial worldview. I've been studying since the, I learned, started learning in the mid-'80s, and I really started studying intensely in the very early-'90s. And when you put the pieces together, you've got the same law system, you've got the same financing, you've got the same cast of characters that have the same belief systems that are running all the countries of the world. I mean, while people were mm-hmm. being entertained in the world and singing and dancing and doing the things and working and trying to make a living, there was a group of very powerful people that were sequestering the power and aligning all the nations together. And so this is the whole point is to bring in central government. And this is where this is all going. And we talked about this in the early 90s. We knew this was coming. We know, in fact, Mm -hmm. I feel that I know the things that are coming next. And it's all planned. It's all planned far in advance. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty scary. It's pretty scary because their agenda, when you look just over – you know, since 2020, how fast it's moved. I mean, I was in, 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 in a store today, and um, they, they had the pay with your palm thing. And I'm like, oh, my God, that wasn't even there a couple of weeks ago. You know, so, you know, and this is, these are the kinds of things that they're moving us towards. If you don't pay with your palm and you're not registered with your chip, you know, you don't get to get groceries. So, and, and, and right, I and you feel know like... This is going, right? I mean... Sounds familiar, right? Yeah, it, it totally does. And I feel like, you know, I feel like not enough people, there's there's people that are waking up, but I still don't feel like there's enough. You know, I, I feel like people are more worried about their damn football team and what they're doing and getting together and having a drink on Friday night. And, and they're, they're not realizing that, you know, you give them, you give them bread and circuses and, and that's, what they're, that's what they're worried about. Like, I, I literally can't stand that. Like, I could care less about football with all due respect to everybody that likes it that's great and i used to like it too before i found out the truth about you know even just the whole organization yeah no i totally agree i I, you know now once i started learning what how the world really works i took an interest at you know younger a younger age i was been in because i've been in for a while but i mean it's like People are not waking up. I totally agree with you. A lot, a lot, a lot of people are. I mean, there's a there's a what I call a polarization going on. A lot of people are waking yeah. up and they're beginning to get involved, beginning to care. At least, or they don't know what to do, but at least they're learning. And then you've got another group of people mm-hmm. that will do anything they can to stay in denial. So it's a really interesting polarization that's going on, which does create, unfortunately, a very difficult situation when you have that kind of polarization. So mm-hmm. interesting time, indeed. Yeah. But, yeah, it's like almost every day you have to try to pull, like, you know, because I'm 50, I'll be 52 years old, you know, in December. And, you know, I, when you're our age, I think you're pretty close to my age. When you're our age, you knew a different kind of life, you know, 20, 25 years ago. And even though the central planners were still in the middle of that, it wasn't as advanced as it is now. You know, we didn't have the computers and the technology and all that stuff. You know, we played outside, <laughs> which, you know, is totally different than what these kids do now um, in, in this generation. So it's almost like a, um, for a better word, it's almost like a grieving process that you go through when you start to learn the truth that pretty much everything that you knew 
<clears throat> you know, as a kid, was a downright damn lie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's. I remember the moment of decision for me. Maybe I'll say it in a, sometime in a, in a future show or something. It was not a long story or anything, but, but I mean, I remember that it was so dreadful because I face. I, I saw the lies going on, the, the bold-faced lies that media was telling in front of my face, and I didn't want to believe the world was that way, and it was hard. It was scary, but I said I have to put the truth before how I feel about it, and that to me is what the great polarization is. This is what it all comes down to, is the world is being divided into those who put truth above how they feel and the other people who put how they feel above truth. And you can divide the whole world into those two separate groups, and that's what we see happening today, at least in my opinion. That's what I see. Yeah, I agree. And and, and I just got an email um, through the radio show um, email, and which I have to change the the name on that. But anyway, um, somebody was asking about the zeolite because we were talking about the chemtrails in the beginning and the zeolite that helps detox heavy metals. And the website for that, um, Michelle, is hopehealth.thegoodinside.com. So it's H-O-P-E health.thegoodinside.com. And um, so I use that product. So good product to to have. So anyway, uh, so leading into our show with, with, uh, Mr. Franklin, that's going to be coming on, um, and I'm sure he wouldn't mind if I called him Dave. Great guy, coming on the show. He's going to be running for a local election, and you know we're going to find out about him. But obviously, the big tune uh, where I am uh, right now is you know the local elections that will be going on, and you know that's obviously not just you know statewide, but you know all over the place. So. Uh, Kind of, um, you know, I, I, I'm kind of on the fence with the whole election thing after I found out what happened with, you know, the election fraud. And, you know, I've had the New York State audit on this show several times, you know, and, you know, they have proof of the fraud. And, of course, they're always shut down. And it's funny how, you know, that the truth always um, seems to get censored nowadays. So that's kind of a big buzz um, is the local elections. Um and then that's going to lead us into our guest. So any other kind of things that you kind of want to bring up with world events that are going on, anything that you want to touch base on? Well, there is so much going on. I'm, I'm, uh, I guess I'll just have to follow your cue in terms of what Dave would like to talk about or what he wants to share with what he's doing or what he plans on doing. But I know there's so many big issues today because the world is going down very quickly down a very bad, dangerous path, and we need people in office who know what to do and are willing to stand up for the truth, and we need this, the elections fixed. Talking about election fraud, I've had stuff on my website about election fraud for about 12 years now, and it's like mm-hmm. this has been on for a long time. You know, I don't think yep. uh, the world would be a different place if we would fix the uh, fix the voting system. But, but yeah, there's a lot we could talk yeah. about because there's so much going on. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the CDC, they're crying, you know, wolf right now because um, 50% of Americans are not willing to get the flu vaccine right now. And, you know, I'm big into the whole vaccine thing. Uh, and <laughs> so 50% are not willing to get the, the, the flu vaccine. That's actually a pretty high number um, compared to what it was last year. So I feel like maybe people are starting to – I'm hoping 
this is what I'm hoping, that they're starting to maybe wake up a little bit uh, with what happened with this whole COVID jab and uh, maybe realizing that, you know, there is some dangers in any vaccine, period. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great subject. I mean, the thing is about the flu vaccine, the multivalent flu vaccine has mercury in it. Mercury causes mm-hmm. 200 of the most common diseases in the world today, this according to the late Dr. Hal Huggins, which was one of the leading researchers on the subject. 200 of the most common diseases today can be connected with mercury. And, in fact, I would say that we, uh, people have asked me, like, why do you try to connect all these diseases with mercury? And I say, you're thinking of it backwards. The reason we have the predominating uh, diseases we have in the world today is because of the mass exposure to mercury. The, the pharmaceutical industry loves to get mercury in people. Think about, I would tell people, think about this for a second. Why would you put the world's most toxic non-radioactive substance into people's bodies? That is not a scientific mm-hmm. act. No scientist in their right mind would ever, ever do that. And yet they've been doing it for right. decades, and they do it with a flu shot. So I'm glad to see you're right. People are waking up, and there's a great polarization, uh, but a lot of people are waking up. So I'm glad to see that at least. But that makes it dangerous times, though, too, because because the, the powers that be are being pushed into a corner. And when that happens, then big they make big moves, and that's what we're seeing happen now, I believe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If they feel like they're losing their grip, then they're going to do something. And, you know, there's been there's been a lot of talk about, you know, a certain five cities, that something's going to happen with the water by the end of December, uh, that there's going to be, you know, something else, some kind of big, uh, huge distraction. So I don't know. It's it's kind of like, um, you know, I, I don't really feel like popping the popcorn and sitting back and watching anymore. <laughs> it's just kind of like, okay, just drown it in butter if we're going to have to do that because it's, you know, it's kind of stressful. It's kind of stressful. And, and you know, when you're doing a radio show like this and then you run other, um, you know, things that I run, like I still run free NYS even if I'm not in New York. I'll, you know, I'll always fight for New York. But it's it's kind of like, you know, people look to you for these everyday answers and sometimes I just simply downright don't have them. You know, I just don't have them because, or I do have, and I'm like, okay, maybe I'll, you know, like I have this one girlfriend, she just constantly all day long is texting me and asking me this, this, and this, and I'm thinking, for the love of God, do some research. You know, I'm not an encyclopedia all day long. So people have got to start, you know, doing their own research too. But we'll get off that soapbox. So I want to bring her back. <laughs> but that's a good thing, though. You know, it's a great, I had that happen when, when, the, when the whole, uh, the COVID fiasco and uh, disinformation started is I had people start calling me saying, what do you think about the people who I, I, you know, I try to talk to and they don't want to hear this stuff. Right. Well, now the conversation has turned and now they're calling me. Now they're talking, you know, now they're asking me questions. I'm like, okay, this is a good turn. You know, this is a good change. People are now seeking information. So at least there's that silver lining in, in that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and, I, and I'll tell you, if it wasn't for my girlfriend, my girlfriend Catherine, and I mention her every week, um, and I'm going to have to set you up with her on Facebook because she's another one that, I mean, she's taught me for the last 15 years everything that I know. And whenever she says something, it always happens. So today her whole thing was, oh, you know, you're going to have your one protein bar, and I'm thinking, oh, God, please. You know what I mean? Not, not ready for that yet. But uh, she's pretty spot on about everything, which is pretty scary. But, you know, that's what she does. It's the majority of, you know, what she does is research. And, you know, she's real knowledgeable, kind of like you are. 
So I lost my screen completely. Ah, okay. So I think that Dave should be unmuted. Dave, are you with us? I'm here. How are you today? Can Yay! You hear me? I get to hear your voice in person. That's yes. so cool. Absolutely. How are you? Thank you. First of all, thank you for having me. And thank you, everybody out there. Yeah, I know you'd rather be listening to Biden speak than us, but no. <laughs> yeah, it's that got that little bit of New York accent going on, you know, because you're, you know, from New York. But anyway, uh, just a, a quick, we're going to have you tell everybody who you are um, and just give us a quick synopsis. And then okay. we're going to have to go to commercial at eight. But there is a slight delay um, because it's live radio, so just to make you aware of that. So right. why don't you just give delay. us a little bit of the... Okay. Yeah, um, how, much time yep. you, how much time before you go to break? Because I, I worked in radio and television for a long time, so how much time uh, do you have before you go to break? Four minutes. Yep, four okay. minutes. So just give us a quick synopsis about what you're running for um, okay. and uh, who you are. I'm I'm Dave Franklin. I'm a Republican. I'm running for the uh, council position in the town of North Hempstead, representing Port Washington, New York, down here on Long Island, or to make you happy, Long Island, if that's it, if you like the accent. Um, I'm just I, I'm running because I hate politics. I'm, I'm I'm running to try to make a difference. I my motto is people over politics. I'm running because we're paying too much taxes, and if you look at what's happening in the world, prices are skyrocketing. Um, everywhere you go, you, what you used to spend $100 for would bring five bags of, go- of groceries. You're now going home with two. At the local level, we've got to be able to take better care of the people and cut their taxes down because they're spending it everywhere else. Public safety is a key, uh, just making sure that it, the, the, the cops do their job, that they're out there. We're very fortunate in Port Washington. We have our own police force, Port Washington Police Department. I was the uh, commissioner there for nine years, an elected position. Um, people here are very safe, and they're, they're very conscientious. They look out for the community, so we're fortunate there. But we're, we're starting to get crime. We're getting the, the, uh, the immigrants coming in from uh, New York City that are coming out to Long Island that don't speak the language, that don't have a job. It's, it's, uh, people are scared. And it, it just, just yeah. getting back to, to some sort of sense of sanity, you know, and, and just getting government off people's backs. We shouldn't be telling people what to do. We should just be providing them the opportunity to do what they want. Yeah, and I think there's I think that people have kind of forgotten that that they, you know, they look to their government for everything when actually it was supposed to be we the people. You know, they exactly. were supposed to be, you know, working for us, <laughs> not telling it, us what to do. Exactly right. It's 100% that we're, we should be providing the services that the people need, and that's it. We've got to get government off people's backs and let, let people live their lives. It's just, you know, make sure mm-hmm. that, they're, that they're safe. Make sure their taxes are low because the people know how to spend their money better than the government does. And, and make sure the yes. roads are good and make sure the water runs and make sure the electricity runs and then say goodnight. <laughs> Yeah, and we'll, we'll definitely get into some of the legislation that New York, you know, will talk about, you know, the Assembly and the, and the Senate, too, and some of the draconian legislation that they've not only passed in the, in, the, in, the, in the past, but, you know, what's coming in the future and how you'll feel about that. 
So mm-hmm. we're going to go to our first commercial, three-minute commercial. Uh, both of you guys just have to hang on the line, uh, just like last time you sure. were on the show, Russ. Just going to mute you both, go to commercial. Uh, Diana and Russ, delivering the truth and exposing the lies. We will be back in three or four minutes, guys. Hang tight. Previously on What the Media Won't Tell You About King Charles III. Included in the list of potential godfathers for his son Harry was none other than Jimmy Savile, English TV and radio personality host of Jim Will Fix It. Charles was Tucker is gone, and now we can get on with a proper democracy that functions well where everyone accepts the results of elections, particularly now Fox has had to pay. Madam Speaker, I have a few questions for my uh, colleagues. What if our foreign policy of the past century is deeply flawed and has not served our national security interests? What if we wake up one day and realize that the terrorist threat is a predictable consequence of our meddling in the affairs of others? and has nothing to do with us being free and prosperous. What if propping up repressive regimes in the Middle East endangers both the United States and Israel? What if occupying countries like Iraq and Afghanistan and bombing Pakistan is directly related to the hatred directed toward us? What if someday it dawns on us that losing over five thousand American military personnel in the Middle East since 9-11 is not a fair trade-off for the loss of nearly 3,000 American citizens, no matter how many Iraqi, Pakistani, and Afghan people are killed or displaced. What if we finally decide that torture, even if called enhanced interrogation technique, is self-destructive and produces no useful information and that contracting it out to a third world nation is just as evil? What if it is finally realized that war and military spending is always destructive to the economy? What if all wartime spending is paid for through the deceitful and evil process of inflating and borrowing? What if we finally see that wartime conditions always undermine personal liberty? What if conservatives who preach small government wake up and realize that our interventionist foreign policy provides the greatest incentive to expand the government? What if conservatives understood once again that their only logical position military intervention and managing an empire throughout the world? What if the American people woke up and understood that the official reasons for going to war are almost always based on lies and promoted by war propaganda in order to serve special interests? What if we as a nation came to realize that the quest for empire eventually destroys all great nations. What if Obama has no intention of leaving Iraq? What if a military... Okay, guys, there? We're here. I'm here. We're here. (laughs) Okay, so sponsors are paid. So, um, um, Dave, tell us a little bit about your, uh, when you were commissioner of the police. I'd be interested to hear. Uh, what would you like to know? We had a force of we had uh, 65 off, uh, uniformed officers. Uh, we had a 20 million dollar budget, and that was for about uh, 19,000 people in town. 
and uh, worked very well. We uh, negotiated fair contracts with the PBA uh, that are still saving the community money now. Uh, we, uh, I won't get into the specifics, but um, everything we did was to work to save money. We gave the best possible service for the least possible price, and that's what government should be all about. Uh, the the mm-hmm. government that we have now, the, the local board, it's been democratically run for over 35 years, I believe. So um, uh-huh. we have a, a Republican supervisor and a Democratic-controlled board, and all they've done is obstruct what the supervisor is trying to do. And they just they mm-hmm. forgot that they took an oath of office and not an oath of party. It's, it's just, and then the, the, the end result is the people get hurt. They're the only ones that are suffering. This is not about... Uh, running for higher office or, you know, fame or whatever. This is public service. And I think that's what a lot of people have forgotten. Get politics out of the way and get back to public service. Mm-hmm. Yep. So how do you feel about um, what they've done with the police as far as cutting the funding and, 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 and bail reform? What do you think about that? It's all, bail reform did just killed us. I mean, you have uh, years ago, there was a story about a uh, a young guy who had uh, brutally punched an, an older woman in the face. She was in her 60s or whatever. Uh, punched her, left her bloodied. He was back on the street before the cop was even finished with the paperwork. You know, and it, it's just, mm-hmm. it, it's frustrating for the police because they, they can't do their job because even if they arrest them, uh, the, the, the prosecutors are letting them out. It's, it's, it's sad. You look at what's happening with looting. You know, the, the stores were yelling. I see down here there's some stores that were yelling at employees and fired employees for trying to stop the looters because they just mm-hmm. figured out insurance was covered. It's, it's just we, we've gone, I would say crazy, but that's an insult to crazy. It's, it's we're beyond crazy. Oh, yeah. We're, we're yeah. just ass backwards. When the police oh, totally. don't get the support that they need, uh, nobody wants to be a cop anymore. The, I know the Washington police and Nassau County, where I live, are um, trying to recruit officers. Nobody wants the job because they're not getting the support. And, and you know, the, the criminals laugh at them. You know, there was one guy in the city, I believe, that was arrested for the 137th time. And as he was released without bail, he thanked uh, Governor Hockle. He thanked the Democrats for uh, letting him out for the bail reform. My God, that's that's pretty pathetic. So, Russ, it, it, it um, is, and, and we laugh this. about it. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, the, 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 they just they have no feelings. They don't care at all. Russ, no. if you check your private message. I sent you um, some of the questions that were uh, sent in to the radio show, so so you can join in on this conversation. If you if you check okay. your private message. Okay. So. Um, Obviously, you're running for office, so these issues are going to come up, you know, not just in your town. They come up in every town. You know, last week we had on um, a town supervisor that's rerunning, um, and he was talking about some of the issues um, in western New York, uh, which is another whole tire fire, which is where I'm originally from, is western New York, kind of. I'm originally from D.C. and then western New York, and now, you know, amen to that. But, uh, you know, he was talking about some of the things that you were just mentioning, the illegals, you know, and, 
he said, like, one of the first things he would do is, like, get rid of them because they are here and they're getting $2,700 for rent if they want to rent. They're getting three meals a day. They're getting hotels that are $200 a night. And, of course, the developers are getting that money. Um, what are you going to do about the illegals if you get into office? What would you like to do? Well, I, it, first of all, it, it, it's a sin. It, it, we're, we're all immigrants. You know, we, we all come, unless you're a Native American, we've all come from somewhere else. First of all, it, it's insulting to our ancestors, our grandparents, great-grandparents who came here, did it the right way. Think about you know, all the old films you see with people online at Ellis Island, you know, people that have, have come through the process, done it properly, and, and now all these people are just breaking through. They're guests at a, at a club, like they're getting through the velvet rope. It's insulting to them. At, at one point, are we full? You know, that we have to keep this in check. Look at what's happening in the world. Were you talking before about Israel and Hamas? How many terror cells mm-hmm. do you think we have in this country right now? People that have just walked mm-hmm. or swum across the border. We, we have, they, they have no clue who's in this country. And it, it, it's going to come yeah. back to bite us in the ass. Just, we, we've got to yeah. get something in check. We've got to find a way to start. You know, one, people, one thing people don't realize is when the, we were talking about building a wall, it wasn't a wall without a door. You know, there, were, there was a way in, but there was a legal way in. And that's what we've got to get back to. It's the Even the, the current administration is admitting, yeah, we need a wall. You know, you look at Eric Adams in New York City. Oh, yeah, we're a sanctuary city. We're a sanctuary state. Come on in. And now they're telling him, no, go to a different state. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of talk. Go ahead. Go ahead, Diane. No, I was going to say, Russ, you want to pick up on what he just said? Yeah, I was just going to say, it's uh, interesting. um, Good to meet you, Dave, by the way. I haven't (laughs) spoken to you before. This is Russ. Russ, nice to know you. Yeah, you too. Um, you know, it's interesting. I, I've always I floated this idea out there, and I think, you know, didn't they used to do this, or wouldn't this be a good idea? It's like I agree with what you're saying. You know, you 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 got to make a, a proper way for people to enter. What what about? And, and a lot of people are worried that a lot of people who are coming in are going to change the political climate, and maybe that's part of the reason why why certain. Uh, uh, Administrations are letting so many people in because they're they're hoping to change the political climate in the United States. What about something like this? I mean, what about if you're going to qualify? And I don't know if this has been done historically, but maybe you know. Um, you know, if you want citizenship, that you pass a test that you understand the fundamental freedoms and principles of responsibility, because freedom comes with responsibility of what the Constitution talks about, what the responsibilities of being an American are, what these basic principles mm-hmm. of freedom are, what's expected of somebody. You know, welcome people in, but yet uh, they, if they want to qualify, they have to understand and show through a test or some sort of, uh, of, uh, of qualification like that that they understand these principles. And then... Well, go ahead, sorry. Yeah. What do you think? Go ahead. Continue. Continue your thought. Yeah. Well, that's that's what I was just saying. Is that if you instead of so that people don't have this feeling that people are being let in, because I agree. You know, our ancestors are unless you're Native American, you our ancestors are all immigrants, of course. Um, uh, what about 
making sure that those people who come in understand what the responsibility of being an American is, what the principles of freedom are, what the Constitution actually says, instead of coming in and saying, oh, we're, gonna, we're going there because we're going to get paid to live, we're going to get paid to eat, we're going to get everything for free, but have them understand what the actual principles are, um, and, and that would be a qualification for citizenship. Just floating an idea like that, what, what does that concept sound like to you? Well, there is actually a citizenship, and while you were talking, I, I was, uh, I'm looking up the, uh, what the questions, some of the questions are. Uh, there is a citizenship test that you need to take. Um, what is the supreme law of the land? What does the Constitution do? The idea of self-government is in the first three words of the Constitution. What is an amendment? Um, what is one right or, or freedom from the First Amendment? Things like that. There are the rule of law, uh, one branch of the government you have to name. Uh, what stops one branch of government from becoming too powerful? There is a citizenship that you have to test that you have to take. I believe it's 100 questions. Uh, now, the you have to name... that are coming in, do you know if they're being qualified that way right now, or is that being... No, no. Just, are you talking about people that are coming in legally, or... Or people well, are just jumping I think the even the illegal people coming in are getting everything paid for at this point, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, uh, there's a hotel in uh, Manhattan uh, that threw out homeless so that the, the illegals could come in. They put the, yeah. homeless, the, the homeless that were being housed in there, put them on the street so that they could move the illegals in. in here in Manhattan, yeah, when the pretty- illegals first got here, sorry, uh, they were giving them sandwiches and whatnot of food, and they were throwing the food away because they, they didn't like it. They, they wanted their own food. You know, when you think about if, if you're coming here for the right reasons, if you're coming here for the freedoms we provide, for the opportunities we provide, you know, you, you thank God that you get here, that you got here, and, and you do everything you can to, to make sure that you're doing it properly. These are, you know, how many people are just getting the free ride? And they're coming here for all the benefits. Yeah. Right. If you and, advertise and, you know, that you're getting saying, a free ride, you're going to attract people looking for a free ride. But if you advertise that you mm-hmm. have opportunity here, but you're going to have to work for it, you'll attract a different kind of people, perhaps. Exactly. And, and most, most immigrants that come here want that opportunity. They want better lives for their families. They want to be able to work. They have skills. You know, they, they have talents. Uh, you know, you look back at, at the, the turn of the century, back in the uh, the 1900s when I was just a boy. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll get back to that later. When you're talking about being 52, you kids today don't know what it was like. No. Um, <laughs> you know, you think you think about all the all this the skilled labor that came over, the people that built the bridges. You know, it was immigrants that built this country. The the the, the, the tailors, the craftsmen uh, that came over here, the woodworkers. Every, you know, there were, there were, yeah. People came up with skills, and they were proud to be an American. They were, they, they were proud that they spoke the, the, the language. Now, you, you know, you, you press uh, two for Spanish, you press three for German, you press whatever number, you know, you're up to pressing, you know, 37 for uh, left-handed Croatians. You know, I mean, it's some, not, nothing against left-handed Croatians, but, I mean, that's the extreme to which we've gone. No, it's true. I mean, you press one for English, and you don't talk to somebody that speaks English anyway. And I'm like, my God, can I please? I can't understand you. I can't understand yeah, what you're saying. 
because you're absolutely right because everything is farmed out. Everything is outsourced to the, the uh, to India and, and other countries like that. And then yeah. you, you said, yeah. you know, granted you, you're giving them an opportunity, but they don't know what they're talking about. You know, and as you said, if it's an accent, you, you can't really pick up on a dialect. It's very frustrating. Yeah, totally. Totally. So, and I think you kind of alluded to that fact um, at the beginning of our conversation that, you know, perhaps they're being planted here for a reason, you know, rather than just being let in for, you know, shits and giggles. So um, I'm going to move on to the next question. There's somebody I'm from your area, actually, uh, and, and ironically, his name is Dave. He says Dave's from Nassau okay. County. Um, says, how do you feel about gun control? I'm, I'm, I believe that everybody has the right to bear arms. I mean, I, it's just there's got to be better education. You, um, you can't just give a gun to anybody. You've got to... Keep it in check. Keep the gun safe. How many people get uh, get stabbed? How many people get killed by that? It's a, it's, a, it's a stupid answer. It's just people have the right to bear arms, especially these days with, with crime as it is. You have the right to defend yourself. Mm-hmm. You have the right to defend your home. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of wisdom yeah, why that was made that way because guess what? If you have somebody walk into a shopping center, if they think they're going to get away with it because the whole shopping center is disarmed, they're much more apt to do it. But anybody who thinks about, hey, I'm going to go rob or I'm going to go bring a gun and shoot some people in a certain place, and they know that they're going to be an armed citizenry waiting there for them, they're going to know that they're signing their death warrant, and, and you're going to cut crime way down, in my opinion. What do you think? I think, I think so, too. I think, you know, again, there's, you know, there's, there's, there's no fear of reprisal with, with the criminal. You know, and and, mm-hmm. and 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 sadly, you're in a position, especially when when you get overpopulated and there are fewer jobs, where you have people that want to be in prison. It's it's you know it's three hots in a cot, as they used to call it. You know, it's 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 cable TV. It's uh you know a, a full workout facility. It's, it, it, there are some people that have a better life in prison. Sadly. Yeah. You know that 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 goes back to education and parenting and that. That's a whole other kettle of fish. But I know that with, the, with the gun control, I mean, I know that uh, um, there's so many examples of lives that have been saved. And so on, on the, or not gun control, but gun freedom, the right to bear arms. Uh, right. You know, I know of a ch- of church, and uh, one of the famous examples that, main, that big media won't talk about is there was a church where a guy went in and started shooting up a church in Texas. And you don't do that because in Texas, you got a lot of armed people, and they took the guy down. They took the armed guy, and they saved a lot of lives. And this exactly kind of thing right. happens all the time. So there's a reason why those laws and those rights were given to people, because there's a lot of wisdom mm-hmm. behind theirs, is, you know? Absolutely so, right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What do you think, Diana? Oh, I think that I probably carry just saying. The insanity of the idea where the administration says, oh, my gosh, we're having all kinds of people doing shootings. We've got to take away all the guns of the citizenry. Uh, right. That's the opposite and, and of what you should do. And I wonder how many of these shootings were false flags, just saying. You know, that, because it's interesting how there were several shootings before Hochul went in and passed all those new gun laws. 
And ever since those new gun laws have gone in, I haven't seen too many uh, shootings going on at all. I mean, you hear, obviously, there's, you know, the single shootings or whatever that you don't hear about. You may hear something on the news. But I'm talking about a big shooting where somebody's going in and, you know, taking down a tax market, right? So, just saying. No, yeah, I agree with New York City. City. I mean, it's about training. You know, I've been trained. I believe if you're going to operate a, a piece of machinery that, that has the potential to be dangerous, you need to be well-trained. You need to know how to handle it. I remember these photographs from the 50s where school children were trained in school using firearms. You know, yep. very different culture back then, you know. But, uh, but yeah, I appreciate yeah, your sure. position on that, Dave. That's great. Fantastic. Yeah, Thank you. No, I did defend. That would probably lead me to the next question because you were talking about things that we teach in school. Uh, um, how do you feel about the current school system in, in New York State? Where do you want to start? <laughs> um, you could you could swear it's uncensored show. No. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I'll I'll, I'll try not to. But I did. I was, my mother always said, uh, you know, if you if you can't say anything without swearing, you know, you're not doing it right. But she's since passed on, so she can't hear me. So, uh, uh, but she's probably listening well, it's, somewhere. It's I when you think about how much we spend per student per capita in New York State. I think we have the highest in, 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 the, uh, in the country. And what are we teaching the kids? I mean, you, you look at what's happening with uh, the colleges. You know, with, we were talking about Israel before. There was a, I think it was at Harvard, or one of the schools, they had a video camera. They had the posters of the, uh, the kids that were kidnapped and, and being held hostage. And three people just came down and ripped them down. There, there's, there's no respect anymore. And, uh, you know, that I blame on the parents as well. There are parents who just sort of leave it to the schools to teach them. There are schools who just take it upon themselves to teach the kids about life with no concern for the parents. You know, you look at the the, um, the problems we had with the school boards, uh, like down in Virginia, in that area, where the cops came in to stifle the parents who were trying to find out what, what was going on in the school. There's got to be better communication and uh, the parents have to get more involved. It's, it's, the schools have the kids longer than the parents do, and, and, and that's, a, that's an issue that I have, that I don't know how involved some parents are getting, but we're, we're just teaching the wrong things. I don't think we should be teaching gender identification in kindergarten. You know, we should be teaching yeah. the ABCs and, 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 you know, play with the, play with the kid because he's cool, you know, the, you should be learning fun and games and things like that. Kids don't have a chance to be kids anymore. They're, they're, we're, we're forcing them to grow up too early. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That, that whole gender ideology and all that kind of stuff. I mean, when I was in high school, we had health class. I think I had health class in 11th grade. You know, we might have covered sex education for, you know, a class. I mean, that's something really that should be left, you know, up to the parents' discretion. Not not the schools. It's it's insane. You know exactly right. Why yeah. There's so many walking around. Yeah, and you know you 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 wonder why kids are so frustrated, why there's there's, there's violence in the schools. You know it's because the kids are confused. You know they they don't know what they're doing, and the schools are not helping. That's the, as you said, you're 100 percent right. That's got to be up to the parents 
Uh, it's like religion. You know, you can't teach religion in the school. You shouldn't be teaching a sexual identity in the school. That's something that's, that's a little more personal. That's a, I can understand counselors. That's fine. If you're having a question, you can go speak to the counselor. But you should not have someone telling you, hey, you know, you could be a woman. You know, you, you could be a guy. You could be this or that. Right. And it, it's it, it's yeah. just insane. Um, one of the other and, things and when, we, when we talk about but when we talk about violence in school, you know, it, it's sin yeah. when you have violence like in a high school, and then you hear all the kids say, "Oh, you know, we yeah, we knew he would do something. We always knew he would you know flip out, or he or she would flip out, or do something." You know, they, these kids are red flags. We should be doing something in the earlier uh, years when they're pink flags. Identify the loners, identify the, the the bullies, and and counsel them so that they don't grow up to be red flags. <laughs> that you know you you, mm-hmm. you 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 dip it in the bud, get them early, counsel them. That's where I would spend my my time and efforts and money. If you're going to counsel a kid, teach them not to bully. You know, help them acclimate uh, in, in school and not be a loner. Yeah, that sounds like Russ? a great plan, and I think. Uh, um, uh, you know, sticking to an education that gears towards uh, spend your time gearing towards things that help you build a profession and a skill, you know, not about yeah. social manipulation, but about building your skills and your knowledge so that you can have a good profession and be functional in society, you know. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, one of, the, yeah. one of the things I'm a big proponent of is trade schools. Not, mm-hmm. College is not for everybody. You know, you have so many kids that are, are, you know, they, a mechanic. I mean, you have, if you, you, your parent was a mechanic, you've learned how to fix a car and, and do an oil change by the time you're nine years old probably. There are people that have skills and they're not necessarily ready to college. And you look at plumbers, mm-hmm. electricians, you know, all these, all these uh, labor skills. These people are all making six figures. I mean, that they're, they're good paying jobs. They're quality jobs. And when we need more and more service people like that. We need plumbers. We need carpenters. The other thing is, it can't be automated and it can't be farmed out. You, 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 you can't have a robot build your house. You can't have, you need people to do these skills. There'll always be a job. Yeah. And that's what they're trying to do. <laughs> they're trying to use the AI for everything, which is, you know, yes. kind of terrifying. I mean, it's one thing to have your burger at McDonald's made by AI, but to have your house built by it, I don't know. You know? Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, that's, that's, that's AI is scary. The, the problem we have is that technology is always 20 years of, ahead of man's psychology. We build something, and then mm-hmm. it takes us a while to figure out what to do with it. <laughs> and mm-hmm. that's, that's where we are with AI. And it, it'll be, I think it'll be yeah. more evil than it will before it, uh, it's more productive. Yeah, not to yeah, mention so the true. amount of spying. Not to mention the yeah. amount of spying that goes on with it. And, and I'll, I'll give you an example. I was somewhere the other day, and there was four of us, and um, there was one person that wasn't there. And the guys were talking about, they were talking about cracks, and they were talking, you know, the shoes, and they were talking mm-hmm. about hunting stuff. Well, the person that wasn't there sends us a text and said, what the heck were you guys talking about? All of a sudden, my Facebook feed is being filled with uh, hunting stuff. And, and the scary part is, is she wasn't even there. I'm like, how in the world yeah. that, does that even happen? Are they linking to, like, people's emails and stuff, too? It's like, what? You know? 
Well, if, if, if you've ever noticed, if you, you know, think about the fact that your your phones are always on. There's, there's so, always somebody listening, or some the phone is always always uh, listening. If you're having a discussion about yeah. something, let's say we started talking about Cary Grant, you know, you look at your phone, it's going to be one of the top three things uh, when you first go to a search engine. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's yeah, exactly. got a, I've got an article on one of my websites, uh, got some videos from years ago, I mean from like five, seven years ago, that's entitled U.S. and Chinese governments spy on citizens by remotely enabling cell phone microphones. And people, it's amazing, it's not really amazing to me because I know how this works, but uh, big media isn't talking about this besides the first time they brought it up. So you'd have to go searching for these obscure videos that were on seven years ago. But the technology to remotely and secretly enable your cell phone microphone was built in and engineered into the phone. And this is a yes. violation of yeah. privacy. But that was done intentionally. That's engineered into the phone. So there's cooperation oh, between government. Yeah. Wasn't there, a, wasn't there a case with the Apple phones a few years ago about that, that um, they didn't want to allow uh, the, the government to get into somebody's phone? The government wanted to get a, get a code and get into their phone, and Apple wouldn't allow it? Something along yeah, those lines. Yeah. controlling the phone, I think. Yeah. I, I don't remember the details of it, you know, but this is something about for, I mean, I don't know if this is almost a decade old, old now, but they they reported on this. I mean, this was on the big news, like Fox News and Travel Alert and other uh, stations that they can remotely enable cell phone microphones, and this has been direct engineered into the technology of the phone with intention. It was engineered into the yeah. phone, so... Well, that's yeah. why I always keep my locator off. When when you were talking before about uh, paying by palm, or, uh, I would never do that. I don't I, I don't pay by phone, you know, and I, I don't like using the chip uh, on my credit card. I mean, it did. It's it's too easy to spend money these days. <laughs> yeah. You know, I like I like cash. It's hard to get away from it, but and we're going to go to another commercial. But I just I wanted to add something on that. Uh, my iPad, um, if I I'm using my iPad, and something gets louder, like say, I don't know, I turn on a hair dryer. My iPad volume automatically turns up. And I'm thinking, when I first got this iPad, I'm like, what in the world is going on? But see, it's listening to the volume, so you know that it's listening to you. So yes. we're going to go to another commercial. And then, Dave, when we come back, we have some more questions for you, okay? So just hang tight. Diane and Russ delivering the truth. Exposing the lies. We'll be back in three minutes, guys. Hank, hi. Here's a video I saw making rounds on social media. Listen, I don't even know if this guy's being serious or not. I don't. But it's making the rounds and people are paying attention to it. It's a guy. I want you to listen to the whole thing. It is a guy suggesting basically that work is for suckers. I want you to listen to this air quote hot take. Check this out and watch your blood boil. There's an influx of people who are quitting their jobs because they realize that they no longer want to work. And I love that for us. I'm a part of that. I quit my job because I don't want to work anymore. But then there are people who are like, yeah, quit your job and then start your own business. And I'm like, baby, you're not getting it. I don't want to work. I don't want to work, period. I don't want to work for you. I don't want to work for me. I don't want to work for anyone. Like working, it's the, it's the working is the issue. It's not who you work for. It's working. Why do we work? Why do we need money? Money is such a middleman. You just use money to get stuff. Why can't we just get the stuff? I don't want to have a business because I don't want to charge. 
Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever and whenever you're tuning in from, my fellow Liberty lovers. This is Amber S. from Living with Freedom Ministries, reminding you to tune in on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific time, for the Living with Freedom show, where we'll embrace what living with freedom can look like physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and in everyday life. That's 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific, here on Freedomizer Radio. Hey everyone, come check out the Proof Negative Radio Show here on FreedomizerRadio.com Monday through Thursday, 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. on the Pacific Coast as we fight the New World Order and rock the health freedom world together. Please check out the Barefoot is Legal Radio Show right here on Saturdays, 1.30 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Time, that is 10.30 a.m. to noon Pacific Time, as we show you all about your barefoot rights and living a barefoot lifestyle. And for more information about the 501c3 nonprofit Barefoot is Legal, please check out barefootislegal.org. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever and whenever you're tuning in from, my fellow Liberty lovers. This is Amber S. from Living With... Please check out the Proof Negative radio show, Monday through Thursday, 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern, that is 6 to 9 p.m. on the Pacific Coast, with excellent co-host, outstanding guests, and lots of great conversation. We can even take... Ay, 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 lechopacabra, por qué? Are you tired of losing your herd of goats to the chupacabra? Are you worried about how you're going to eat because your goats were viciously ravaged? This is real, y'all. This is real. This is really happening. This is real, y'all. Y'all, this is for real, y'all. This is for real. This is for real. This is Brooklyn, y'all. Okay, guys there? I'm here. I didn't even mute you guys, and you were so quiet. Sometimes we're you well hear you talking in the background. <laughs> you were well behaved. Well behaved. Trying to be so polite. Uh, exactly. Yeah. We're very we respectful of you, Diana. That's why. We learned at an early age <laughs> what we, how important respect is. Uh, yeah, at least some people have. I can think of a few people that they haven't. But anyway, um, so Russ, do you have a question for Dave? Uh, well, yeah, I'm kind of looking at the list of things that you posted, too, and and uh, I think, you know, there's so many problems and things that you can go over and talk about. But I guess what really comes to my mind is um, I like what you said earlier about giving people freedom back. And I think when you give people their freedom, they innovate. Stay, you know, when, when you give up your, your right to make decisions to government, they're always going to make worse decisions than you are for yourself. Um, and, and if people have the freedom to make their own decisions, give them the freedom to innovate, and then they solve problems. They will bring more money to the economy. They will innovate and, and uh, I think, generally work harder with freedom. But if you count down on them, generally, uh, they generally don't because it's very discouraging to live in a society like that. But my, my question, I guess, to you would be, what does that look like on a local level? How do you, how do you start moving a local government in that direction? It, it just, it, first of all, you're absolutely right about that. And that's when we get back to uh, going back to what we talk about in schools, People are being taught what to think and not how to think. When you teach people how to think, it expands their thought process. It expands your creativity. And you're absolutely right. They are creative. They are innovative. Um, 
it, it's just again giving the people the opportunity, cutting cutting the, the taxes, making sure they have enough money to provide, making sure they they, they just have the freedom to do things, that the roads work. Is it, um, if you you, you 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 don't know me, Russell or Diana, I could probably uh, relate to this. On my personal Facebook page, I just I try to bring out the best in everybody every day. I just when we're all at our best, we can all do great things, and it, it's just accentuating the positive in people. It's bickering. It's not fighting. It, it, it's especially at the local level. There's no room for politics. It shouldn't be left versus right. It should be right versus wrong, and and working together. And we work together. We can all do great things. And it, it's just trying to get that sense of community back, that, that, that sense of, of togetherness. And it's, it's a tough fight, but we got to start somewhere. Yeah, and it seems like, you know, I saw one of the questions on here about health care. And I'm kind of like, I've always been of the mind that says, um, if you improve the economy, health care takes care of itself. Mm-hmm. You know, if people are making money, they have better jobs, they can take care of themselves, they can pay their bills, uh, they can improve their quality of life. What are your thoughts? Well, the other thing I think is is uh, competition with with healthcare uh, providers. I think you have certain uh, providers that are sectioned off in different parts of the country. Uh, I don't know if that's by plan or not. If I had to guess, I would say it was to cut down on on competition. But I think if you open it up to more uh, to competition, more providers, they naturally bring the price down. It's Healthcare obviously isn't what it used to be. It's when you've got a, uh, an accountant telling you whether or not you are going to get treatment. We have problems. <laughs> it's a business. And, and uh, you know, when profit is job one and, and the first thing on their mind, we're going to have problems. So uh, my, my father was a surgeon, and he was old school. He was, if people couldn't pay, I remember him coming home with trays of lasagna and boxes of cookies as payment. Uh, you know, and then and loving it, you know, and then so did I because, you know, the, they were good cooks back then. But now it's just, you know, if if there's a, if you look at your, your health care bill and there's a procedure that's $36,000 for something stupid and then the hospital agrees to take 10000 and the, the insurance company pays five, you know, they inflate mm-hmm. the cost so that they get what they want. So they, they, they get yeah. what they uh, – what it actually costs, but it's inflated. It's, a, it's just a game that, that's being played, and the people lose. Yeah, yeah, the people always lose. You know, I'd love to see healthcare turned into a results-based system where, because right now you've got kind of, it seems like, tell me what you think, but it seems like you have kind of a monopoly. Like with the whole COVID thing, there was a certain treatment with certain things that were made by certain companies that were the only things allowed to be used. However, right. there were all kinds of other things out there that you can use that are more effective, more safe, that they aren't allowed to use. And so you're artificially yeah. creating a monopoly on these particular products, I think. What do you think? Of course, but, the, but, but that, that was the plan. You know, it, it's just there was no profit margin in a natural cure or in a homeopathic cure. You know, this was, first of all, you know, transparency. I never believed in, in, the, in the vaccine. I never got the COVID vaccine because we were the test, we were the test cases. We were the guinea pigs. I think it, the, the fastest that a, a vaccine ever came to market was 1960. If I'm not mistaken, it was for months, and it took five years of testing. 
<laughs> you know, this, mm-hmm. we, we were the test cases, and that's why so many people are having problems as a result of the vaccines. And now they're saying, oh, we're coming out with a new and approved vaccine, you know, for COVID-20 or 21 or whatever else is coming down the line. But it, 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 always follow the money. You know, who, who made the money? Who got the profits? Exactly. Oh, yeah. When you let I mean, people have freedom to innovate. Yeah. yeah, when you let people have freedom to innovate, I mean, I know I'm in the herbal industry, and we know mm-hmm. we do all our work based on science. I mean, you can do just about anything you want to do with your health based on science. And if you let that, and remember, the FDA is just constantly clamping down, even my own business, the company that we used to write uh, literature for as a third party, the FDA clamped down on them, and they caught, they, as a result, they caused us where we had to take down almost 200,000 web pages that were filled with information of referenced information about clinical studies, journal references all about herbs and natural nutrition that helps everything, including viral or bacterial and all kinds of issues, we had to take those web pages down because of the pressure that this company was getting from the government. So there's your artificial monopoly in a sense. We're not even allowed to – the people aren't even allowed to have access to this knowledge. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you know, you when go, I, when what's I happening now that they're, they're forcing people away from, uh, from fossil fuel. You know, they're trying to, in, in New York State, they, you can't put a gas stove in a, in a new home, in a new constructed home anymore. And yep. natural gas is so much cheaper than, than, uh, than oil. It's yeah. Just, yeah. It's, yeah, and it's they're moving that fast. Right. When government directs you towards what to do, you're losing your freedom. You're giving up your freedom. Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah. even some of the buses in this area are starting to go now um, to uh, to the electric, you know, type of bullshit. But I want to go back a second on what you were talking about with with the pharmaceutical. I mean, think about this. And, and I'll use um, I'll use Roswell. Everybody knows who Roswell is as an example. Do you really think that they would allow the natural cures for cancer to be released because there are them? What would happen to it? It's going to go out of business? I mean, they're not going to have Ride for Roswell anymore? There's so much money in pharmaceuticals. They don't want people well because they make their profit off of six people. Off of six people. Six people. You understand right. what I mean? I mean, when I was in the heart of my Lyme disease, I never did antibiotics when I found out what it was. Of course, it was three years later, but I did colloidal silver IVs. People thought I was off my damn rocker when I did that. But guess what? It worked, right? Yeah. So I'll get off my but, soapbox there so we can get back no, on. No, that's okay. I'll, 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 I'll jump up there with you for a minute. You're absolutely right. There's no money in a cure. The money is in treatment. Yep. You know, yep. it's there, like the old Everything. The old Years yeah. ago, the old street and drug dealers would give you the first happen. one for free. Yeah, the old street drug dealers would give you the first one for free because they knew they'd get you on the comeback. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And you know, we're talking about homeopathics yeah. here, and that's what I'm trained in is homeopathy. And I, I'll tell you, homeopathy, that's been around for, you know, a long time. You know, what do you think they based pharmaceutical medicine off of? Extracts yes. of homeopathy, extracts of plants. So, anyway, back to um, back to your little county over there. We were talking about uh, you know the electric cars and that. How do what do you what is your plan for like the infrastructure 
in your area. Do you have a plan for that? As as far as electric cars or whatnot, or or just as I said, just, no, just whatever you what, whatever you drive. Whatever you're going to drive, you should have a good road to drive on. All right, and we, they started paving the road. It's amazing how many things happen that the government does a month or two before the election. It, it's just, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's just a coincidence. But uh, so many things happen right before an election to say, oh, look, this is what I did, because they bank on the short attention span of the voter. You know, the voter, the people that. are so distracted in, in, in life that it's just, this is why I hate politics. And, and, and one of the reasons I'm running is for the people who have lost their faith in government to restore that faith, to let them know, you know, I'm just a regular guy. Uh, you know, I, I pay my bills. I'm not, uh, I'm not rich. And well, you know, my lights work. I've got food in the refrigerator. Uh, when I close the door at night, I'm on the inside. So I am truly rich to that extent, but it, it, it's just got to be about taking care of, 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 of the regular guy. I mean, electric cars, it, it's an inevitability. You're going to have charging stations that you're going to have to set up. Um, I'm not crazy about the electric cars with the, the, the cobalt that they're mining. There's, there's, there's not enough in the world to build for the batteries. <laughs> and um, electric cars that have those batteries have exploded, and the fires just keep burning. I mean, it's, it's, it's not, not as bad as a, a tire fire, but it's just, again, the psychology is not caught up to the technology. It's somebody else needed money. And that's, uh, you know, I hate to sound like a conspiracist, but, you know, the whole thing with Solyndra during the Obama years when we gave $800 billion or $800 million to this solar company, and then they went under. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I have solar panels, and it, it, it makes a difference. It, it, it absolutely does. Um, my electric bill is basically uh, what I'm paying each month for the solar panels. I'm, I'm paying down the panels, and that's my electric bill. So to that extent, yeah, I, I, I think it's great. But on, a, on something widespread, I don't know if you can do a solar town, you know, with, uh, without covering how many hundreds of square miles with solar panels. It's just, it's, it's not practical. No. Yeah, the, no, whole, not the whole thing that concerns me, too, is electric car, like you mentioned, the fires. There are so many right. fires taking place. They're very hard to, take, to, to put out. Plus, what happens in New York State or any northern state when you're caught in a traffic jam and uh, for a couple hours or a few hours, your battery runs out, right, and uh, it's freezing cold out? Yeah. And there's, you're in big trouble. You've got a huge disaster that's five times worse than it would be if you had gasoline. You know, it's just absolutely yeah. right. It seems like a movement towards decentralized power is what it looks like to me. The movement and the push to electric cars really is so incredibly impractical. It's really about taking power away from the individual person because gasoline has power. You put a few gallons in, there's a lot of energy. You can cover a lot of distance. With electricity, you know, they try to push it as clean fuel, but you're burning something somewhere at some point. It's just not close to you. It's not coming out of your muffler. It's coming out of a smokestack somewhere else. So... Yeah, right, and, a lot. and if you're an environmentalist, the, the irony is if you're an environmentalist talking about how much it's going to save uh, the, the planet, look at how they're tearing up the earth to mine the cobalt for, for all these batteries. Yeah, yeah. You know, nobody yeah, has talk, nobody talks about that end of it. Yeah, yeah, the lithium batteries are, I mean, they, they destroy yeah. and then the conditions. 
I mean, it has nothing to do with environment. When you really do an analysis of it, I mean, it's just moving backwards. But again, taking power away from the people is more important to the people who are running the show, which is why I think it's great to have somebody like you in office. I've, I've often said to my local, here in Maine, we have selectmen, you know, and I told the local selectmen, I would vote for you as president than, than, than you know, 99% of the people who've run in the last 20 years. You know, I'd rather have yeah. somebody which common sense without corruption, without special interest, who just wants to do the right thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, but sadly, by the time they get to that level, the, the, what, are the, what I call professional politics, you know, and, and running right. for president and whatnot, the, the, the special interests have already uh, infiltrated. You know, they, they, they've already yeah. tapped in, and you, you're already in because somebody's pocket. Pretty yeah. much our whole assembly and senate in New York State. I'll button pay yeah. for the most part. Exactly, exactly right. The best that money can buy, right? No. Um, but, um, and that's, that's what's so important about keeping politics out of the local level. This is where people have the, the, the greatest access. This is where if somebody calls, I'm going to answer. You're not going to get my, you know, my third secretary. You're not going to get you know, my 14th assistant down the line. You're going to get me. And if you send me an email, I'm going to answer the email. If you call, you're going to get me calling back. That's not going to add. You're not going to get a senator calling you back. You're going to get one of his aides. <laughs> right. This is right. the level at which you have the, the greatest access and where it makes the most difference. This is, this is the level at which it affects you the most. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Now, did you have okay. more questions you want me to run there, Diane, or do you have some there? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of like ones that are local, I guess this kind of list that I came up with here, kind of not, not all local. Well, I guess, how do you feel about our taxes? They're too high, and we, we, have, to, we have to cut spending. You have to cut frivolous spending. As I, as I said at the, at the top of this program, when you look at the, the, the price of everything, you know, when you can control taxes to the point where the last year our supervisor, uh, Jen DeSena, had an 11% tax cut on the board that the mm-hmm. Democrats voted down. They, they voted against it. The, the, the Democrats controlled the board four to three. They voted against it and then came back and said, oh, we've got a 5% tax cut for you. Look at what we did for you. Not talking mm-hmm. about the 6% they left on the table. <laughs> this year, this year supervisor and Senate has a 10% tax cut planned for next year's budget and a surplus. Mm-hmm. Just by cutting frivolous mm-hmm. spending with no diminishment service, just by cutting frivolous spending and, and, and tightening the belt. And it, it just takes a, a keen eye. And, you know, we all have to balance our checkbooks. <laughs> Government should have to as well. You know, I can't, if, 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 if my credit card is maxed out, you know, I can't just tell the bank, oh, yeah, I need another, you know, 500000 Oh, yeah, sure. You know, like, like government does. At some point, you know, well, at any point, you owe fiscal responsibility to the, the people who put you in office. We work for the people. It's not the other way around. And I think that's what's forgotten. As I said, the people take an oath of party and, and forgot that they're supposed to take an oath of office. And it's about yeah. public service. And it's about giving the people the best possible service at the lowest possible price. Yeah. Isn't and, government with you know, integrity such an the- incredibly credible idea today, you know, because today all we can think of is corruption. And it's like the principles that you're talking about I love, you know, that when you hold an office, you respect the office. 
You respect what it's about. You respect what it stands for because you know that it has integrity. What an incredible country that would be, wouldn't it? Well, we have to start yep. somewhere. So, you know, I'm, I'm doing yep. the best I can. I would never take I would never take corporate money. You know, I was very grateful for the, the, the $10, $25, and $50 donations that I got. And, you know, I, I got to a point where I bought signs. I did some advertising. I told people I didn't need any more donations. I, got, I, don't, I don't need a war chest. I, I needed the signs. I needed some uh, money for advertising. That was it. You know, I, I, I had enough. I don't need $50,000. I ran this campaign probably on less than $10,000. Wow. Should, so what should local people, people, have have better, people have better things to do with their money than give it to me. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna, we're going to give it to Ukraine. Oh, wait a minute. What's the flag of the day? It's, it's Israel. Now we're going to give it to Israel. So, you know, that's where your money's going. Right, exactly. Absolutely right. If you have money to spend, give it to a worthwhile cause. Give it to a local charity. You know, give it, give it, give it to some uh, children's charity. I, one of the things that I've been fortunate enough in this, uh, in this town, I grew up in Jersey City, which was sort of a, a, a spread out town. It was uh, almost like the, the, the sixth borough of Manhattan. When I came out here to Long Island, to Port Washington, it was the first real sense of community that I got. You know, people looked out for each other. I remember in my kid's school, uh, one of the mothers was sick, and the, a couple of the other moms said, okay, Thursday, you're going to do laundry. Thursday night, you're cooking dinner. Well, Friday, you're doing this, bang, 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 bang. And it really hit me that that's the way life was supposed to be, that we're supposed to be looking out for each other. So I've been involved mm-hmm. in the community for 36 years. I never say no to charity. Um, I belong to every club there is in town just about. You know, if I if I can't be there in person, at least I'm giving them the money to do what they need to do. Uh, do you have any kids listening to this show? Um, you have children. I not typically. It's more of an adult show. Probably not. Okay, I'm, I'm Santa Claus in town. <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't want to ruin uh, their dreams. So. Um, <laughs> I could actually do that. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's just you know it's just. It's it's life is good. You give back, and that that's that's my mantra, and that's that's the way it should be. Life has been good. This town has so, been very good to me. It's an opportunity for me to give back. Good. So you have about ninety seconds. Um, so it's election day, and you're standing at the door, um, and people are walking in and out, and somebody comes up to you and wants you to convince them why, in a nutshell, in about sixty seconds, why they should vote for you. All right, very simple. I'm looking to cut taxes. I'm looking to give people back control of their lives financially and make sure that the, the, the town is secure enough, that they feel comfortable walking down the block, that they're not looking over their shoulder. I want to make sure that the services we're supposed to provide are there for them. Clean streets, clean water, um, workable streets, drivable streets, clean sidewalks, just I'm here because there are too many people that have lost faith in government. When you have more people who vote for American Idol than for American president, we've got a problem with government. We've got a problem with society. We've got to start somewhere, and we've got to fix it. The local level is where people have the most access. Call me. I'm going to answer. And actually, when I speak to people, I would rather listen than speak because I need to know what they they need. It's about them. It's not about me. Good answer. Good answer. Russ, anything that you want to add? 
No, great. Well, it's a pleasure talking to you, and, and uh, just you, just people need to know what they need to do to get you uh, get you to where you need to be. I guess. Just just vote. I mean, it's a, at this point, as I said, you know, don't need any donations. I've 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 got my signs. I've got everything I need. I just I need people to get out and vote. I need people to remember that it's it's important if you want to control your destiny, if you want to control your future. You have to be involved. You can't just sit back. And that it's, you know, for the, for the people in my party, it's okay to be a Republican. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, you're not going to get yelled at. You're not going to get hammered for your beliefs. Just mm-hmm. go out and do what you believe in, and that's about it. And be free. So Let just me, give uh, us your website in case anybody wants to go to the website. Okay, it's uh, franklinforcouncil.com. F-R-A-N-K-L-I-N-F-O-R, Council, C-O-U-N-C-I-L, all one word, dot com. Great. Easy enough. So we totally appreciate you being on the show, and it was Russ's first time on the show as my co-host tonight. Um, and, and you were very I think gentle, he did awesome. right? <laughs> oh, yeah, thank you. we didn't thank beat you. you up too much at all. Yeah, no, <laughs> Great to be here. You've got radio, Rob. How you been in radio? That's fantastic. <laughs> so, well, yeah, my he, mother always said I had a face for radio, so um, <laughs> the, 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 the pleasure was absolutely mine. I, I thank you for your time. I thank everybody who listened. And uh, just wherever you are on Election Day, get out and vote. Make a difference. It's, it's up to you. If you don't vote, you can't complain. You have the opportunity in, in your hand. Make it happen. Make yeah. a difference. Yeah. Frankly, and there's a lot of keyboard warriors that... A lot of keyboard warriors that do nothing but sit behind their keyboard. Exactly. So, anyway, um, all of our all of our all of our uh, radio shows can be heard on Apple's um, podcast, on iHeartRadio, Blog Talk Radio, and Freedomizer Radio. And I missed one here. Maybe I didn't. Did I say iHeartRadio? I did. Yeah. Now, yeah, I can always tell when I'm getting tired. I start to get diarrhea of the mouth. So next week, uh, we don't have a guest next week. But it's going to be Russ and I one-on-one next week to, uh, you know, we're going to kind of get the feel for each other and, and get moving on what we're going to get moving on with this show. So, uh, Russ, anything that you want to add? we got about one minute before we have to wrap up the show. Uh, yeah, just a pleasure talking with you. I like the things that you said, and I really hope people get out and check out your website, franklinforcouncil.com and uh, get people like you and you yourself into positions where you can actually get us back to where we're supposed to be because we are so far off the mark. So thank you for what you're doing. I appreciate it. Real pleasure uh, talking to you today. It's my pleasure, and it's it's an honor to have the opportunity. Thank you both again for your time. Perfect, Dave. And then once this is up, it'll be up within about 24 hours, usually by tomorrow morning. I'll be sure that I send it to you, and you can put it on your website or whatever it is you want to do with it. So um, everybody, so have, yep, everybody have a good week. Uh, we will be back next week. Diana and Russ delivering the truth, exposing the lies. We'll see you next week at 7.30 p.m. Russ, you there? Yep, still here. Okay. So everybody have a good night and uh, be good to each other. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Bye.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.